This is going to be a good one, kids. Interview Jones. Yeah, I have a little chat with an old friend. Welcome to the Taz Show, guys. Hope everybody's good. And thank you for downloading this episode on radio.com or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, especially Apple Podcasts or what they used to call iTunes. Uh, Spotify, all these other spots, tazshow.com. So uh, very much appreciated. Uh, So looking forward to this episode for sure. Have a little chat. With an old friend uh, named Chavito at Chavo Guerrero. Yes. So um, that's going to be in this episode here. Yeah, it's going to be cool, man, catching up with Chavo. I have not talked with him in a long time. And uh, we've worked a lot of the same spots together. Obviously, WWE and um, TNA. Uh, you know, it, it just spent a lot. Well, mostly WWE. I'm thinking about now more and more. Spent a lot of time there. Called a lot of Chavo's matches. And... Uh, Always, I've had the opportunity to know uh, many of the Guerreros in my career. Great, not just not just a great wrestling family, just a great family. So um, uh, for sure, so it's great to have Chavo on here, and looking forward to that. And um, <clears throat> before I get talking a little bit more about that, so uh, you know, guys, I, I, I want to talk to you about uh, if you or someone you know is concerned about a veteran, please call. The Veterans Crisis Line. Confidential support is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for the veterans, uh, for veterans, I should say, and their family members. And the Veterans Crisis Line is available to all veterans, guys, okay, even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. Again, I'll repeat that, even those not enrolled in a VA healthcare. So, um, basically, all you have to do, uh, if you feel yourself or a veteran is in crisis in any way, shape, or form, um, basically, again, confidential support, you dial 800-273-8255 and pressing the number one or using the online chat function, uh, which is at veteranscrisisline.net. Or you can text also, guys, texting 838-255. That's 838-255. Two five five. Okay, so um, guys, please uh, go visit veteranscrisisline.net to learn more about recognizing signs of crisis, warning signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran loved one in crisis. So, okay, as I said, we will in a little while here have a few minutes, I should say, uh, have a great chat. I will, I should say, not we, I, unless I have a mouse in my pocket. Uh, I will have a great chat with uh, my man Chavo Guerrero Jr., who's doing just epic stuff. Um, I mean, geez, I mean, two of the coolest things in wrestling that almost aren't really in wrestling is Lucha Underground, which is wrestling, but is it a wrestling company? But it is, but it isn't, you know, you know the deal. And he's, a huge part of what goes on behind the scenes there and as an on-camera performer, as a wrestler, and with Glow, uh, the Netflix special that's in their second season that is just phenomenal and uh, that I haven't watched it. I should say I've heard it's phenomenal, but I'm going to get the lowdown from Chavo, and my wife and I are going to sit and watch this whole season of uh, that's, that's out now, season two, because Netflix, I believe, they drop it all in one clump. Boom, there you go. There you have it. So Chavo Guerrero Jr. is a big part of what happens behind the scenes there. So I want to get the details of that, where he's helping train a lot of the actresses to, be, actresses to become wrestlers, uh, p- portray wrestlers in the wrestling scenes in the movies, quasi. Uh, a, a stunt coordinator, I should say, ask. So um, two of the hotter things that are in the wrestling business but aren't, it's kind of weird, right? Uh, Glow and Lucha Underground. So uh, where Glow is definitely just a full-blown, uh, it's less than wrestling than, than Lucha is because, you know, you have licensed pro wrestlers in Lucha Underground, obviously, and and but the way it's shot and the way it's done, and we'll get into full details of 
where Chavo started and how he started with Lucha Underground and and the mindset behind the scenes for him when he came in as an agent or a producer. Where with Glow, it's uh, I think the only and I'll, we'll talk to Chavo, but I'm pretty sure the only full blown professional trained wrestler is Awesome Khan uh kia so uh, uh so you know she's the only one kong she's great so no doubt awesome kong's great so i want to jump into a lot of conversations with chavo and i'm really looking forward to it uh and they'll do that in a couple of minutes and uh we're going to break shortly here but um well you know the one thing i got to tell you uh before <laughs> before i go to break is about my good friends uh over at well you know where they are come on you know where they are you know where they are my good friends, they support the Taz Show, and that's our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And guys, it's convenient. And it has its trusted partners, allowing you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at a touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure... You're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, and mortgage comfortably. To get started, guys, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. All right, guys, go to break real quick. Come back to break. We will have Chavo Guerrero Chavito right here in TAZ. Talking it up. Sit tight. All right, we are back here on the Taz Show. Special guest is sitting by waiting, listening to this. He's probably thinking, what is that corny-ass music? Well, yeah, that's right. So uh, <laughs> let me bring in my old friend. Hey, Chavo Guerrero Jr. What's up, Chavo? What's going on, brother? Bro, how about this song, bro? Tell me, you like it or what? Um, well, it's generic. It's generic. It's generic. I know, I just had uh, yeah, it's it's what we would call the shits. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> dude, man, I mean, how long has it been since we talked? Man, it's been a bit, right? I think um, maybe TNA, right? Maybe? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right, dude. You have been kicking ass and taking names. Dude, you, uh, you work, I think, for the two coolest spots if you are from the wrestling business. Or, or you're like in the wrestling business, but you're not working for Lucha Underground and, and doing work with Glow. That's like the two hottest things that are wrestling, but not, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, uh, it's TV, man. It's totally TV. And if you really look at wrestling, I mean, that's what it is now. It's, it's, it's TV, you know? So being able to be on these two hot shows and be there from the very beginning. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a blessing for sure, man. Dude, no doubt. So let's talk Lucha first, man. I've been, you know, uh, covering it on my show for three years. I, I, you know, from just about the beginning of Lucha underground and, your success there, dude, has been great, not just as an on-air talent, as you know, as a wrestler, but you know, behind the scenes. I, I know you do a lot of work. Maybe some folks don't know what you do. So, you know, I'm sure you'll let them know. Hopefully you'll tell them, right? And and the thing is, you have really just um, – uh, I'm so happy for you because you kind of reinvented yourself, not just, you know, on air and kept yourself relevant and, and kicking ass. You've always been a great worker. Everybody knows that. So what the hell? You're a Guerrero, right? I mean, that's the hardest thing to do is keep up in the ring with a Guerrero. I've done that. It's hard. <laughs> so, we, we try. We, we don't have much, but we can, we can do it. Uh, yeah, my ass. So, um, <laughs> no, but behind the scenes, dude, I mean, tell people like from the beginning, like bring us behind the scenes of what from jump street, at what Lucha underground, what Chavo Guerrero does. So, uh, I kind of, you know, after like, after WWE took a break and then was a TNA for a bit and then kind of left wrestling, man, I kind of, I was like, you know what, man, I just was disgruntled with it a little bit. I didn't like the direction that wrestling was going, but I'm not the boss. I wasn't the, that wasn't my organization. So you just grin and bear it if you want to be part of it. And man, I, I just was tired of it, man. I was like, this this isn't this can't be the best that we can do. Is they can't be like every week that that I would leave, you know, whatever show we were on. I was like, the, the, you know, we can only be in part uh, in charge of our 
segments, you know, and, and, and even that you're not totally in charge of, but you know, you can only, that's only your part, but man, I could see the show. I was like, this can't be the best we could do. I mean, I would just, but I just, you're not, you're not in the position to do anything about it. So yeah. I kind of left wrestling and then I got a call from Lucha Underground who that was just a brand new organization and they kind of explained what the, an idea of what they wanted to do, but nobody really knew what we were, go- what we were going to do on it. Right. So I, I came in as, as talent and a producer on the show because it's a TV company doing a wrestling show. And I knew that they just didn't know wrestling all, all together. Not that they couldn't learn it. Let me interrupt that there was a few people, obviously like Krista Joseph, uh, you know, from the business, not as a wrestler, but, and uh, who else was involved behind the scenes? I know Chris was there. Well, Chris Roach wasn't there. Was Chris, well, Chris Roach is involved still, right? With Lucha Underground a little bit. Chris Roach came in and also Matt Stolman was there. And ah, then we had uh, okay. the, um, the showrunners, Eric Van Wagen, who did, um, you know, uh, a tough enough, one of the toughest was Steve Austin, and yep. then also the Legends House. So he knew wrestling a little, you know, a little bit. But unless you've been there and been in the ring and next to the cameras and that kind of stuff, it's an art form. You, 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 you I can tell you all until I'm blue in the face, but you, you'll never learn it, and you know that. It's of like, course, of course, it's an art form. It really is. So we had, you know, Chris Joseph and Chris Roach and Matt Stolman in there, and they had been writers in WWE, so they knew that part of it so they came in and, and kicked butt because they, they didn't have their their hands tied but at the same time you know they had never really been in the ring for the most part and and seen that part you know so when i first came on you know so we we talked and agreed to bring me on as, as a producer and in hollywood producer credit is weird because sometimes you introduce two people and you get a producer credit and then sometimes you're you're like involved and hands on in everything, right. and you still get that same producer credit. So basically, that's what I was doing in Lucha Underground. Ah. That first season was, I mean, we had Mark Burnett's camera guys and and sound guys and stuff, but they had ne- they're, they're the best. But they had never filmed wrestling before. So, man, bro, I was showing like the cameras because this is kind of how you want to film this part i mean not, i wasn't grabbing the camera but i was showing them how we we shoot it you know sound guys the director at the time was like hey this is what we this is why we do this well he's asking well why are they outside of the ring you know i'm like oh, well that's part of wrestling so i'm <laughs> that i mean wardrobe you know wardrobe was like uh, you know making costumes and i'm like look we you can't you that can't be on the costume because these guys are they're rolling and kneeing each other in the faces, and if you so wait, wait, bro, bro, it had like what, like, like almost you would have like in the movies, like, like big shit on on your gear, like that type stuff. Yeah, man, we had wardrobe department there. You know, it was like not like WWE wardrobe department. It's a wardrobe department that they'd make the out the the outfits for everybody and their costumes. But they, you know, they're making movie set type stuff. So I'm going, okay, this isn't practical because of this. Like he can't see in this mask. Oh, okay, okay. Then I'm I'm talking to like the um, a set designer, and uh, um, they're great. I mean, Kelly Kelly Van Patten is great, is awesome. Right. Like but it's got to be able. It's not. It's different. A little different than a movie or a show. It's it's got to be practical because these guys are actually. We're, there's one take, <laughs> you know, we're not doing a, you know, stuntman style where we're doing different takes and stuff. No, it's, we're doing, doing it's it not, say, bro, bro. It's not like back on SmackDown when, when we were there together and, and it was all taped, not live. And Vince would think a, a segment was the shits and he would like, all right, go out and do it again. Not like that. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, exactly. You remember, you remember that? I mean, like, all right, let me, how am I going to make this exact segment different? You know, people would yeah. be booing and crapping on it, you know, yeah. <laughs> I remember that, but uh, yeah, you know, so we had a uh, basically man, um, God was kind of involved in everything and, and, sh- and so, okay, the rings got a, this is not correct. This is not, you know, the turnbuckles are wrong. And I was kind of like hands-on and everything for that first season for sure. And then like, there'd be times when, so I was still wrestling on that season a lot. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm on headsets, you know, in the gorilla position, basically with uh, a director with the director in the truck while you got to get ready for a match. Exactly. I mean, I would have my gear. I'm stretching as I'm calling the match before me. Then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, hold on. I'm going to go, I'm going to go wrestle. And I take off the headset and I'd run out, go wrestle and run back and put the headset on and be all sweaty and, you know, bleeding. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And they're like, don't you, you need a break? No, let's just go. I'm good. Let's do it. (laughs) So man, it was, it was fun, but you know, that only lasted really got part of the first season and and, 
these guys are these production companies so good, man. They they picked up so fast, and then 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 they're just off to the races, you know. So now they're they're man, it's yeah, that was they're it. just cooking on all cylinders, dude. I was talking to Katrina, I had her on recently, you know. <laughs> I know in the past I had Krista Joseph on from from a couple of years back, and and I know I I could tell, and we've talked about it. I talked about it with them a little bit. I want to get your take too. What Lucha Underground, the amount of time and money that goes into the post-production is so much different than what you see in WWE or on Ring of Honor or TNA. You know, the post-production, maybe jump into that a little bit, let people know, man, that no lie, right? It's definitely more expensive, and your post-production is a lot longer because of the detail, and everything looks so gritty and grainy and film like a movie. It's much more money and more time, correct? Absolutely. You know, we don't only really just edit it a certain way, but then they after they they have a final product, they'll they'll color it a certain way. They'll color it like a comic book a little bit. So they're coloring each frame. And man, it's it's definitely it's totally different. But what what's cool about it is like, you know, I, I I'm not hands on with that all the time, but definitely asking questions. They're asking me questions. I'm going into the studio sometimes and seeing editing and seeing what they're doing. So, you know, I'm, I'm watching sometimes the different, um, you know, the, the, the rough cuts and stuff. So I can give them, you know, my opinion and my ideas that, you know, you can't cut this part out of the match because that's essential to the heat, even though it doesn't look much, but it's very essential. So they're like, Oh, okay, we'll cut out. Well, a different. Let me interrupt your child. See, that's important. What you just said there, because, I don't know if a lot of fans, what you just said, and, and you know, we're just shooting a bull here. And as, you know, to, you know, I get what you just said, because I know my time working as a color commentator on SmackDown in the studio in Connecticut, when I would go there for voiceover work, there were times where I would say, no, wait, guys, if you're editing this mat, like you can't take that spot out of the match. Well, why? It's a, the match is long. Well, take a different spot out because that spot, spot if you take it out, it affects the the storyline, the physical story these guys are trying to tell. And if you've never been in the ring or drew money, you wouldn't know that, right or wrong. Right, absolutely. That's the same thing where they're thinking that it's not a central spot. Like, oh, this is we can cut that part out because the match is a little long. Uh, but to us, I mean, that's that's everything, every part of that heat yeah. set up so essential. Like, I would rather cut out a big a, a spot, you know. I'd rather cut out a, a backflip out of there because it's that's just you know doing moves and stuff as as opposed to why I got into that heat spot right there, you know. Which is the key, right, to a match and storytelling. So it's tough to tell a guy who's a production assistant or 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 you know a guy who's a, a assistant director working camera. He doesn't know. Now you got to smart him up. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And what's cool about it though is these guys that you know work with Lucha Underground, they're they're man, they're they're so good and they're they don't take anything personal. It's not like all of a sudden, like, oh well, he's trying to tell us to do or do his job. He's like, absolutely not. We're just trying to put out the best product possible. And that's the same thing that they feel. They're like, they're like, tell us, man, what do you feel on this? Okay, was this right? Was this wrong? And so they it's really cool to work with people like that and have them. Just, you know, there's, there's no ego involved. It's just like, hey, let's just put out the best product possible. And that's what we're trying to do, you know? Well, it shows. And you guys are doing an awesome job of that. So back in the day, right, when you did that, now, because I'm trying to remember who who else was there. There were a couple of the boys, too, that were like, was Conan there with you when you first started? You, yes. Was he, he was there. And who else, as far as the boys? Morrison was there. John Morrison. Right, right, uh, right. John Hannigan, John Morrison. He changes, I call him Johnny right. Name Change. Johnny Mundo name change gimmick. <laughs> yeah, name change. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, he was there. Um, who else was? Uh, God, for the. First... I'm saying, like, who's working more as an agent role or producer role? It was um, just me, really. Oh no, Vampiro was there too. But Vampiro, the first day right. was me being the agent, and then all of a sudden Conan comes to me and Vampiro comes to me. And they're like, "Hey, man, we're here too to help." I'm like, "Oh shit!" I go, "I didn't. Nobody <laughs> told me anything. I was taking all the matches and doing everything." I'm like, "Absolutely, yeah. here, man." And you know. Conan's been around a long time. He's got a real good mind for the business. Of course, yeah. So, man, it was it's, it was cool to, to get his take. I mean, in the very first season, when, uh, if you guys remember, I, you know, turned heels or hitting everybody with yep. chairs. I'm, yep, yep, yep. I'm hitting her with chairs and hitting the paramedics with chairs. That was Conan's idea. Man, it was really cool, man. It was cool to see that. So Yeah, legit heat. It was good heat. And it, you know, it seems like sometimes, like, uh, when you watch, well, from the original Lucha Underground, it felt like, I'm not saying this happened. Don't take it the wrong way. It felt like the audience sometimes were like part of the cast. But I don't know if you got more like legitimate wrestling fans as time went on because it doesn't feel like that anymore. 
Yeah, you know what? At first, well, the very first, you know, episode or two or three, before anybody knew what it was, before the buzz started getting around, before we were even on TV, we, you know, you were just, it's, it's like a TV show to where, you know, you don't charge people to come in. You're just, right. you know, yeah, like Seinfeld, they don't charge us to sit down and watch, you know. All right. Well, like TNA was when we were doing it in Orlando, same gimmick. Yeah, right. So at first, you know, we got guys, and then all of a sudden the buzz gets around from the from the wrestling fans that were there, and then all of a sudden, now you can't get a seat to it anymore because, I mean, you got almost got to know somebody. There's like a, you know, three, $5,000 person waiting list. So, oh, wow. yeah, these guys are all, man, they're diehard Lucha fans. We call them the believers because now, man, I mean, anything we do, man, they're just, God, they love it, man. They're great, such great fans. Well, you be- know the deal, but that means you guys are over, obviously. I mean, um, and it seems like El Rey is ecstatic with everything. So that yeah. seems like it's going well, That you know, everything in that relationship, right? Yeah, man, for sure, man. That's one of those that it's just a good working uh, relationship. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and, and what's cool is that we have, you know, uh, El Rey, which is Robert Rodriguez, and then we have Mark Burnett involved in that too. So these guys, they, they don't want to, they, they have their own style anyway. So they're not trying to copy anybody else. So you see so many times, like I always say this, the WWE is the Coca-Cola of wrestling. And if you try to put out another cola, you're just a knockoff cola. You're an RC cola. And we've seen it time and time again from different organizations trying to copy uh, 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 WWE, but right. they, you can't. It, they're, no. they're too big, and it's just it's just it's a generic version of it. So in Lucha Underground, we came in and did, did something totally different. And when I first saw it, I first saw the first episode, and, and before we'd even aired – I pulled the boys aside and I said, guys, because usually it's always the production trying to keep up with the wrestlers. Man, when I saw that first episode with Mark Burnett's spin on it, with the helicopter coming into the city. and we went right I remember to- that. I remember that. It was sick. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I, was, I was like, wow. I was amazed. And I pulled the boys aside. I said, guys, we need to step our game up because these guys <laughs> these guys brought it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. The, um, the, the thing that's cool is like, I, I think about it, man. It's like, and I've said it before on my show here, right, bro? Like, it's so hard. And, you know, you've been around the business your whole life, your family, you know, from your dad and your uncles and everything, just your whole life, your whole family. That's well documented. Right. So, you know, you, you've seen more than me. And I've been I was in the business close to 30 years. You got to be close to that. I would think um, Well, you're your whole life since you're a little kid. We got my point I'm trying to make in long form is this. Dude, you know, as well as me, it is so hard as a wrestling territory or promotion or company, whatever you want to call it, to be different. And obviously, WWE is the Coca-Cola. I love the analogy. Um, And to go and do something different and have the budget to do it is the tough thing and have the credibility of guys like Rodriguez and guys like Burnett Burnett behind it. God, it's just, I mean, dude, you stepped in a nice pile of shit here back in the day. I got to tell you, it's a good deal. (laughs) Well, you know, you you came, you did, you guys did the same thing. You guys started ECW, started this, this little company and you guys were different. You changed the game. Everybody started copying you guys. Like, I mean, we still had, you know, WCW and WWE, they had their own style, but they, they stole from W from ECW. They can, they changed, you guys changed the game a little bit. So I kind of feel the same thing in Lucha Underground, but we, we changed the game a little bit because now you see the big boys, uh, doing some of the stuff that we were doing, that we were doing. It so yeah. means, you know, the, the, what's it, the sincerest form of flattery is a imitation. You know? uh, imitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. I know. Yeah. And I hear you and, and I, it's cool what you're saying about EC dub. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I agree. And it's hard, right? It's hard to, um, but see the difference is like with ECW back then, you know, the, the, uh, you could have the money like we didn't ha- really have the big funding, but, you know, and the big TV penetration, which is huge, but it's what you make of it. You could have the money and you could have the TV, but if you don't make of it and you don't have the talent and you don't have guys like yourself working behind the scenes and guys like DJ writing cool shit for the boys and girls and, you know, and you don't have the talent busting ass and the believers, as you guys call them, the fan base, right. you know, sinking their teeth in this thing. You got nothing. So you guys got it all right now. Yeah, and what makes our our product, I think, really, really special is that we and you. It's the same thing as ECW. You guys had that 
you know, you had the wrestlers, you had the referee, but you had the fans' involvement also. They were anything you did, they were just like they'd eat it up. Interaction, I interaction. Watching, yeah, I remember that one. God, I don't even know what matches. It probably happened several times, but I saw this highlight. I never well, saw bro, it. Bro, it was an ECW match. They got a big pop. It was probably my match. Just yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you were in it. Well, you were leading it. And if not, you were the agent. You were calling it in the box. Of course, I called the whole thing. <laughs> but, but, but they were. I mean, when the I don't know. I don't know if it was at the the. The, um, who was um, how were the guys called um, Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge? What were they called? Yeah, the, public Enemy, bro. Public yeah, enemy. Public. I don't know if it was them, but somebody was in the ring, and everybody started throwing the chairs in the ring. And the yeah, whole, it was them. Yep, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole, the whole like arena, all the fans are throwing their chairs in the ring, and there was like a pile of like you know, eight, like eighty chairs, a hundred yeah. chairs. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was amazing, and I and it's it's the same feel in in. In Lucha Underground, yeah. I mean, those fans. Bro, are- that was amazing, but man, it, it what happened was because Paul put it in the open. I can't remember where the hell that was like a spot show, and then everywhere we went, we started doing some more house shows. Yeah. And I remember we were in Tampa, and then people started doing it. And it was like police involvement. It was like, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. It was bad, but I, it's funny because I think a lot of people remember that that crazy spot. But um. No, but so okay. So now, it's in what three years? I'd say three, four years, whatever. It's three years, right? Lucha Underground's been around. Am I right on that? About three years. It's the fourth season. Fourth season. Okay, so three years, actual years. Yes, years. I'm saying right. So, bro, I'm assuming you've seen growth, like behind the scenes, or maybe with the paydays for the boys. Is there growth happening? For sure, for sure, man. And I think we're getting ready to grow much bigger uh, after this. What happened after the third season? Like we put one season out, took a little break, and then we put seasons three, two and three. We 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 filmed them right away. So then we had a big hiatus between season three and season four. So and I, I don't know exactly why it was. You know, of course that's above my pay grade. But you have you know the other uh, the the billionaires involved. You know they have their they're billionaires for a reason. You know right. what I mean? They know what they're doing. So there was a, there was that, that hiatus, man. And man, we were like getting antsy when fans are getting antsy. We're like, we got to get back out there. So they, they, we threw out this season four, which was a 21 season, uh, 21 episode season, as opposed to the other ones that were like 32 and 39. So we just got, we got it out there. But from what I, my understanding from people who are talking is that it's getting ready to grow bigger. So nice. I'm, I'm really, I'm, yeah, I'm happy with that. I hope so. Do I, I've been putting it over from the beginning of my content started uh, a little bit before the Lucha Underground show started, and I always put it over. I just felt like it was something refreshing, something different. I get mad at myself because sometimes I don't I don't watch it every week because I'm I'm working on my regular sports radio show and I'm doing you know so it's hard to watch everything as you know um and i'll get pissed if i miss like a week sometimes i'll miss two weeks in a row and i have a tivo i'm like damn i gotta watch lucha you know and because i love it every time i watch it i'm like i gotta make sure i watch it every week but then you know i get distracted and i get anybody else you know but dude i'm i'm a believer i'm a mark straight mark how about that but um no it's cool and um What's that? Who's we're all marks, right? We're all marks. We're all marks, man. That's what people say. You know, this mark is that. You know what? We got in the business because we're marks. We loved it. So correct, correct, correct. So okay. So now, so now you find yourself, uh, and I don't know how it happened. I try. I want to hear from you. And I, I have the Netflix gimmick, the Glow Deal, right? Sure. So I haven't watched it yet. I I I work with guys in sports radio that are like, dude, you have. And I'm going to watch it, but I wanted to talk to you first about it. And all I hear about is the positivity behind this Netflix special, this, this deal glow. I don't know if a lot of my audience, uh, I'm sure they're familiar with it. Maybe they haven't watched it. Dumb it down for us. Explain it. Explain your role. But, but bro, I've heard nothing but rave reviews. For man, it's from what I, people are saying, they're writing a bunch of, you know, and this is a big stretch, but a lot of people are writing stuff. And one guy I wrote, read, he said, this is the best. This season, season two of Glow, is the best thing that Netflix has ever put out. And I'm like, are you wow. saying this? Wow, that's wow. huge. So, I mean, for that, people even start saying that. You know, I don't want to, you know, compare it to other shows because there's some such great stuff on that chat, on that network. But, um, um, the, you know, for us people to start saying that, man, that's pretty That's pretty cool. And I'm, heavy, just, I'm super proud of the show. So, with me, man, I, I came on and this show, they um, – I got a call out of the blue. Actually, 
I heard about this show like in Variety Magazine or something like that. And if you recall, my the original Glow show, you know, the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling from the 1980s, my Uncle Mondo was the original trainer of those girls. Bro, I did not know that. I used to watch that show once in a while when I was young. I remember, dude, I did not know that, really. Yeah, he was the original trainer. And I remember when he was asking, because back in the day, man, you know, women were like a novelty act in wrestling. You know, they had one match or they were of or whatever. This was a whole different concept. They they came out and did a a whole show with women wrestlers. And they all had their own gimmicks. Like really, that's when gimmicks in wrestling, for those that don't know, younger fans listen to us right now. That's when gimmicks in wrestling were like super hot, all WWF and NWA, everything was gimmicks, gimmicks, gimmicks. And then Glow, yeah, all the females had crazy gimmicks. It was very, it came off very, um, I don't know how to word it, Chavo. Like it came off, kind of like, almost like corny, but in a cool way. Yeah, it was, it was, Hokey, corny, but we all watched it. We didn't know why. Why are we watching? Was it entertaining? Was it the hot chicks wrestling? What was it? Was it? Hot chicks. That was part of the reason I watched. Yes. Yeah. We watched. <laughs> I mean, anything wrestling, of course. But you know, in the eighties, it was very you know gimmick gimmick strong for sure. You know, if you look at you know you got people like you know the Outback Jack and every I mean, it seemed like you know Duke oh, the Coco Duke. Beware. Uh, there was all so many gimmicks. Jake with the snake. Yeah, yeah. They had all these different gimmicks. Well, you know, they did that same thing in in Glow, but with you know, with with women. So when my when my uncle, you know, he got this opportunity and he was kind of like, gosh, should I should I take this opportunity? Because man, people are, you know, at first they're, they're saying, nah, you can't train these women. They don't even want to be wrestlers. They're just out of work actresses or models. So he was kind of leery a little bit. You know, he didn't want to be shunned by the community, the rest of the community. So he talked to my dad, talked to my grandfather. My grandfather was like, you better, you better do this. Cause if not, some other hack's going to train these girls. They're going to hurt themselves. So well, and, and Chavo, just a hand a second. So like, so a lot of people listen to us. If like, if you don't realize what Chavo's saying, he's right. And he was worried. Mondo, you said it was right. Yes. Yeah. Mondo was worried because to your point, because you could get almost blacklisted if you were kind of not protecting the business back then, the business, you know, kayfabe was still alive and, and it was respected and, you know, and, and you could amongst real promoters and the real, the real boys. And, you know, you could definitely catch heat. So I could see why he was concerned. Absolutely. You know, so when he went ahead and decided to do it. And if you remember the, in the wrestling community, that show wasn't well received in the wrestling no, community. It wasn't. Now, the, it had a big fan base, but the actual wrestling community, these women were almost shunned from it. They're, they weren't looked at as real wrestlers and stuff. When they were, they just, it was just a different, just, it was just different. And then now to see that now that Really, they started that women's revolution years ago, and now to see how the women are looked at and respected in the business, and and the glow, the original glow girls, you know, now they're getting you know cauliflower alley club recognition and stuff like that. It's really cool to see that. That is cool. So, yeah. So, anyways, I saw this thing of Variety magazine, and I saw they're doing a show about that show on you know on Netflix. So, Genji Cohen, who's uh, the executive producer, who's you know the creator of Orange and New Black. Uh, the weeds, Nurse Jackie. So big time, big time. She was in charge. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me let me get in touch with her and let me see if you know if I can be a part of this thing. Well, yeah, right. You can't get. I'm calling the the agencies and stuff. It, it was like me trying to call Tom Cruise. <laughs> it wasn't gonna happen. You know, what I mean, he wasn't gonna take my call. Yeah, it, dude, it's not like you know Eddie back in the day calling Heyman or Heyman calling Eddie. You know, like a little exactly. different. Exactly. So you just call him. Yeah, I mean, really. So that I. I but, but from the business, that's what we're used to, right? Uh, let's call. Who's the booker? We'll just call the booker, right? Exactly. Yeah, call him up. Hey, you, you know, you know, I made my name this business. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, exactly. Yeah. So, so she. So you know, it was hard. You couldn't get in touch with him. So whatever. Then out of the blue, I would have my boat out at uh, Lake Powell in Utah, and I get a call, and it's the stunt coordinator of the show called Glow, named Shauna Duggan. She goes, "Hi, Chavo. Hope you don't mind. I got your number from Eve Torres. We did a show together, and oh, wow. uh, Eve Torres, yeah, Eve, next Eva. And I was like, I was like, no, I don't mind at all. And um, she she was like, uh, um, well, you know, um. 
I'm the stunt coordinator, but I, you know, I don't know wrestling. I would like for you to come in and, and help an interview for this position. I'm like, oh yes, that's all I had to do. Once I got in the room, now they had maybe another five, six, eight people interviewing. I got in the room and, you know, said my spiel and there you go. <laughs> I got the Wait, job. Bro, bro, let me ask you a question though. Like the other people, without, you don't have to name names wrong, but is it people like boy, the boys or girls from the business? I don't think it was. I think they were stunt people, like stunt wrestling people, like people who have done some oh god, some wrestling stunt stuff and stuff like that. So there was no one like no bump, no real bump takers. There was no like knew how to work a pro match. Yes, it was. I mean, yeah, it was really. I mean, I don't know exactly who it was. Right, right. We were all waiting, you know, in the line. It was just different time. But you know, I know a couple. One was a stunt, this stunt lady that does. Um, that's been that's done wrestling and does some wrestling in movies and stuff like that. You know, it was a couple of people like that. So I don't know, you know, so when I got the, the call and then I got the interview and then I, you know, they want, they wanted to make sure that I wasn't this guy just coming in going, Hey, you know, we know everything in the wrestling business. Just listen to me. You know, I was, I don't, no, hey, nobody in the wrestling business would ever say that. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Right. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on. Now. So, so um, they want to make sure that I wasn't one of those guys. And, you know, we all are those guys. But <laughs> of course, <laughs> unfortunately, yes. Yeah. But, you know, came in and basically said, look, I'm not going to be the one of those Hollywood guys that everybody says, you know, they can do any everything. Nobody can actually do anything. Everybody just talks and talks and talks. I said, I, if I don't know it, I'm going to tell you I don't know it. But I probably know somebody in this business that knows it. And I'll find out for you. Right. So they liked that. They were like, oh, great. And then, man, it helped that my uncle was the original glow trainer. Then it also helped that there's this, I don't know if you saw this play. It's called The um, the Legend of Chad Deity, I believe it's called. No. And no. that is a play written by uh, Christopher Diaz. And now it's a play that was in Hollywood. I went and saw this play, and he got in touch with me because it's basically, basically about a wrestler that can't um, – he is always stuck making other people look good because he's so good that it's called the elaborate entrance of Chad deity. He was, mm. he's, he's, he's always stuck in, in basically a, in, not an enhancement guy, but he's always there to job for the other guy. You know what I mean? He's getting other guys over. Yeah. Guys over because he's, he's too good because nobody can get him over. Cause he's, uh. so the guy was like, the writer goes, when I met the writer originally, he goes, Man, I, I kind of wrote this with you and your uncle Eddie in mind that you guys were good, but you were all, a lot of times in the roles of getting other people over because that's how good you guys were. Right, of course. It's definitely a, a, a compliment for sure. Oh, well, yeah. Turns out to be another writer on Glow. So as I'm having this conversation with the executive producers, I mean, there's 15 people in the room, and then all of a sudden I see this guy standing to the side, and I go, they go, oh, someone wants to say hi. And it's Christopher Diaz. And he's like, hey, man, we met. I said, yeah, that's right. You the play. That's funny. Me. And man, that helped out a lot when they found out that he wrote a play kind of about us, you know. <laughs> that would, I would assume that would help a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, so from there, man, then we, we were, I kind of did the same thing that I did in Lucha Underground, man. I came in, ordered all the, I ordered, you know, the rings. I was on helping with set design. You know, bro, it's different though, right? Let's be honest, right? You're not de- with Lucha Underground. Let's say you're an agent or producer. You're dealing with you know true professional wrestlers, right? you know talented, you know mm-hmm. licensed pro wrestlers. Where with this, it seems like you're dealing probably with. I mean, besides Awesome Kong, I don't know. Unless I'm, I'm sure I'm missing a couple of these women that these are mostly actresses, correct? All actresses, every one of them, except for Awesome Kong. He was the only one. Kia Stevens, right? He was the only one that was a wrestler. Everybody else. Had never even so the first day I'm like come on let's step step foot in the ring they never step foot in the ring before I had to show them how to get in the ring how to get in the ring wow how to get in the ring I'm not kidding you then they're like I'm like so has anybody you know played sports you know ever played sports you guys work out you guys do anything well, uh, no <laughs> I played, I played little league when I was seven uh, I did a Shakespeare play that's kind of how it was so I'm like okay so let's let's start so I had these girls and every one of them was so. They're super talented. Every one of them is really talented. And I didn't want to Google their names. Because I, I wanted just I just wanted them raw. I just wanted to train these people. So I just got these girls. 
they're so enthusiastic. Every one of them was ready to do kind of, I want to build their trust and do, they're ready to do anything really we, we wanted them to do, but you know, you got to build that trust first. And then, you know, in wrestling, usually you're beating people up and, and try to get them, you know, weeding out the ones that are just there to, you know, Oh, this looks cool. I think I could, I think I could be a wrestler. No, Correct. I wanted them to love wrestling. I want, I, I wanted each one of those people to, to not dread coming to practice. I mean, we had, I had them for a whole month before we even started and I had to teach them from walking in the ring, circling, why we circle. I mean, it wasn't like doing body slams and hitting the ropes first. We didn't do that right. for weeks. It well, was- you broke them in. You broke, it sounds like they were broken in old school uh, respect, you know, the basics uh, concept behind it. But dude, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you you had to like fast forward a lot. You couldn't train all these girls. You know what I mean? Like to do a full match, right? Just high spots, I would assume. Yeah, I'm I'm training. I'm not training them to do a WrestleMania match. I'm training them to to do a scene in a TV show. So it's different. But these same girls, I had to train them correctly to not get hurt and not hurt their. Their partner. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. You had to give them a good base, a, a foundation, right? Obviously, absolutely. So you have these girls that that they they want to learn. You know, they're they're ready, they're eager. So I've got to you know protect them, make sure they're not getting hurt. And yeah. the time they got to learn. I mean, they learn how to bump. They were taking you know we we started from the bottom. You know how you first start slapping the mat, and then you stand yeah. up, and you come back and slap. Then you'd come to like a sitting chair position, and then you'd be standing. So these girls, and I can honestly say that every scene you see in both of these shows are these actresses doing it. We have two stunt girls on set that really don't do much because, well, except for help, they help me train. Shauna Duggins is the stunt coordinator and Helen Barrett's the stunt utility girl. So it's us three as a team. And then we have the ring technician, Marty Elias, too. You know, Marty. Oh, I know, Marty. Sure. You tell me, I said hello. Yeah. I'm sure, bro, I'm sure Awesome Kong, she had to help a little bit, too, I would assume. Well, yeah. She, you know, it's cool to see her. Now, they don't want her helping all that much because then you're stepping on people's toes. Oh, I got it. Yeah, of course. The political end of things. I got it. I understand. Yeah, she was great. I mean, she, her... She she's perfect. She knew exactly when to to take a to speak up and when not to. She's you know she right. Well, she knows the business and she knows how to handle business. She's old, <laughs> learned in Japan. Respect, right, right. you know. She this she. I mean, she's awesome. She's great. It's great to even have her there. You know, and so, I would assume that the other these actresses had a lot of respect for her because she's legit. Well, at first they kind of they just knew she was Russell, but didn't really know. So we're actually. It's like the third day in. There's another girl who just starts. She she missed the first two days. She came and she was on a different show. She came in two days later. So I I looked at Kia and I said, "Hey, come here." She comes in. Oh, I go. So I, we just, I don't like the way it, I don't like the way it sounds already. But go ahead. <laughs> we, just locked, we locked up and started calling it right there. I would lock. Okay. Right. locked me. Shot shot her. She shot me off. Um, or a shot or off, she gave me a big tap. Bro, I do, hold on, I do. You're gonna say you had Kia stretch I'm like, oh, oh no, God no, God no, God no. So, so Kia comes in the ring, and we, we hard eyes start doing a spot, and we're taking bumps and stuff. The new girl, well, all the girls are like, like, yay! The new girl's looking at me like, with like, she looks like a deer in the headlight. She's like, uh, did you guys learn this in three days? <laughs> and, yeah, we just actually a week. Yeah, it took us yeah, one week to do this. Yeah, we we actually work. Oh my god! Yeah, you know, I'm like, no, Kia. She's one of the best wrestlers in the world, and they're like, yep. oh, oh, I didn't, I. Uh. So I, we're just kind of showing, you know. I had to show the girls, you know. So yes, sometimes we do spots, but we call and we we. It's improv. It's, it's straight improvis improvisation. We do a lot in the ring, people. You know, so they, you know, they they had the same perception as everybody did. You know, oh, wrestling's fake, wrestling this, and as they come in, they're like, wow, this is. So, they, they didn't know how how much of like art form it is and because we make it look so easy in the ring when of course and how much it hurts and how much improv it is and every take is different and every time you're doing a scene it's different they're like they love it now they i they they love i get calls and texts from them all the time saying chava we miss wrestling we want to go back in the ring we miss wrestling that's awesome you probably told them too bro to make sure while they were learning to watch wrestling on tv just to watch it obviously that's that's a big help for someone who's green as grass, you know? And then, they, you know, sometimes they're coming in and go, hey, we want to learn 
um, this move. I'm like, well, you can't move, learn that move. Like, that move was not invented yet. And that move came out yeah. in 1995. And this is 1985. And they're like, oh, we didn't know that. And I'm like, and you can't do that one either because you'll, you will break your neck. So they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. So I'm like, yeah, I could do not do those moves. <laughs> yeah. That's called pain deuce. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Like, we don't even, I don't even do those moves. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's once I heard that you were involved and in I'm going to watch the whole gimmick. My wife and I, I know my wife wants to watch it. We're going to watch it. And, and the thing is, once I heard you involved, I knew the wrestling end of it that th- these these ladies were taught respect and taught the business the right way just because of your history and your legacy and your family's legacy so anybody who knows you even fans that don't know you personally know you're a pro's pro so you're not gonna you're gonna protect the business and you're gonna have these ladies respect the business which I'm, it sounds like all those actresses do absolutely i mean they i mean i heard allison Bree, one of our main leads do an interview and somebody said you know they asked her hey so you know, so wrestling fake, right? And she's like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, nice. no. Nice. Entertainment, yeah. But absolutely not fake. I mean, we're falling. We can't divide gravity. It was pretty cool to hear that. I was like, ah, oh, those are my girls. And then, That's oh, nice, though, dude. Now, what about Mark Marin? He's a very successful guy. He has a great podcast, very successful guy in the podcast realm and stuff. And uh, what is his role in the uh, – I mean, don't spoil too much. What is, what is his role? So he's the actual producer kind of creator of, of the glow, of the show. On the show, in the gimmick or in, in a shoot? No, no, no. On on in the gimmick, in the gimmick, he's in character. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. Like the promoter, like, and if you watch him, he does such a great job. And I actually, I'm like, I look at him because he he he's just doing. He, man, he I go, how did you? You're you are a sleazy wrestling promoter. He's like, oh, am I, is it working? Is is that? Dude, it comes off. I go, I've worked for you before. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's and he, funny. And he's like, oh, good, good, man. You know, I'm just, I'm kind of winging it. And so I go, no, keep doing what you're doing. He's so good, man. So it's really cool to see him in there, you know. And <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, he's a talented guy. He's a smart guy, successful guy too. Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. I like to see what he's doing with that. But yeah, man, it's cool. It's uh, it's great to see. It's just good for the business in general. Uh, and I just got to ask you. I, I'm sure Lucha's cool with you. You know, do, obviously doing business with, with Glow. Yeah, man, they are. Just because it's 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 they complement each other. And to have now have their one of their producers and one of their agents working on a hit Netflix show there, you know, it's only, it's only good for it, you know, and, 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 no doubt. and then glow is cool with me working on Lucha. I mean, it'd be like, uh, all of a sudden, you know, I'm starring in guardians of the galaxy. It'd be pretty cool to, <laughs> to have uh, you know, there's a guy on their show in guardians of the galaxy, you know, so it kind of gets credit. Point. <laughs> um, so now you, yeah, I'm sure you've had a, between the way Lucha tapes, well, then again, there's a lot of downtime when you guys aren't taping. Was there any conflicts, like, you know, where you had to do stuff, where you had to make a choice who you're going to work for that day? Um, thank God I haven't had that yet, just because the, the seasons are overlapping. And the thing with, with Glow, we film uh, Monday through Friday. You know, that's basically a Hollywood style. Uh, right. In With Lucha, we film on the weekends. We film Saturday, Sunday. This last year, we filmed Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But, um, um, you know, so it just works out, man. It works out perfect. And yeah. they're close to together, you know, and they're all both in LA. One's not in, you know, Denver. back in the day, you were in the Anaheim. You still live in the Anaheim area? I'm still in that the, close to the beach, Laguna Beach area. Nice. Nice. Okay, cool. So you're not far from, you're, you're right near LA. So it's yeah, great. I sleep in my own bed every night, bro. I'm still in the wrestling business. Crazy. <laughs> uh, you kind of are, but you're definitely a TV star and a TV producer. You're very fancy. So, yes, <laughs> you're kind of in a business, but you're kind of not because, you know, and that's not a bad thing, brother, as you know. Right, right. So <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool, man. I'm so happy for you, uh, all the shit you got going on and, and you, how great you're doing. And, you know, I know you for a long time and you always had your head on right. You always did the right thing, so I'm not surprised. You always, I always felt like you were too smart. For, you know, you always meet some of the boys that are like, yeah, that guy's a little too smart for business. Like, <laughs> why is that guy a wrestler? Just because his last name's Guerrero? Besides his talent, but he shouldn't be in this. That was you. I always looked at you like that. So, <laughs> like, like, too intelligent for wrestling. That's, you know. So, but anyway, I, I'm joking, obviously. But, no, look, man, I'm. I'm so happy for you, really. Uh, I'd love to ask you what else you got going on, but I don't think you have time for anything else that you're doing. You probably you don't have time for nothing else besides your family. Well, man, you know, to be honest, because I, 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 we were so long used to working 
you know, coming off that like WWE schedule, being a wrestler for so long, and work you work at ECW, me work at WCW. Man, right, we work three hundred plus days a year. We're always on the just road, grinding, bro. Just so grinding. Yeah, I just don't. I just I, I can't do that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. I can't be away from my family. I just can't be on the road like that anymore. So really, I only work about I, right now. I work about about seven months out of the year, and then I, I take about four or five months off. <laughs> Well, that's good though, but but you but when you're working, you're going full throttle. Yeah, when I'm got working, on. it's go. It's very little downtime. I'm going. I'm in L.A. You know, five seven days a week sometimes, and I'm still taking meetings after afterwards sometimes with different, you know, producing stuff. And I, I had a couple of different. I got a show on Vice now that's be coming out that I'm producing also, and just damn, yeah, man, just kind of you know, it's kind of working out pretty good, man. And uh, you know, and then still, you know, I got I had a comic book out. I did that for a while and i didn't know that why well, did not know that that's cool i didn't know that yeah and then i still do you know different stunts and stunt work and uh co-star and stuff and you know you just hear so, so you're still taking bumps if you're doing stunt work you're a bump taker oh you know yeah that. oh yeah for sure it's my, my kids always laugh there because they're like oh they're, i see you oh you got killed <laughs> <laughs> still, I mean, you know, they need somebody to come get shot and fall out of a pickup truck i'm like all right i'll do it <laughs> it's charlie he just took a bullet to the shoulder he fell off the truck he's dead exactly. uh, so <laughs> what are you why do you get killed in every show? <laughs> I'm a stunt. I know, right? That's what you do. You be like, as long as I keep coming back, it's all good. It's you know, it's all that matters. Yeah, man. Um, and anybody out there that wants to give Chavo a follow on uh, Twitter, go to at Max Warrior M E X W A R R I O R. So Max Warrior, um, Chavo, bro. Look, man, we got to do this again sometime, bro. I mean, really, it's been great catching up with you. Seriously, dude. Hey, no, Frito, it really is, man. We don't get to. You know, you're still, we see each other. We're like, hey, it's like nothing, no time has passed, but it's few and far between. We don't get to see each other a lot, man. Again, and Well, that's the, and that's the life of the boys, right? That's the life of the wrestler, right? You know, that's the old, you know, the old, uh, see you down the road. And sometimes that's 15, 20 years. And then when you see each other, it's like, oh, what's up, bro? You give a little sh- handshake and hug and it's back to where you started. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um, So I'm sure we'll bump into each other soon someplace, dude. I hope so, man. I hope so, man. It's good to see you doing well too, man. You always had that that gift of gab, like I call it, man. So to be able to, u- to utilize that and uh, not take bumps either anymore. And uh, amen, <laughs> amen, brother. <laughs> well, look, bro. I, uh, I look. It's all I, look again. I I mean, I, I I want you to come back on again, dude. And we got this again because it's always great talking to you, brother. And uh, and I thank you. Thank you, brother. God bless you, man. And always viva la raza. Ah, Chavo, there you go. That's Chavito, ladies and gentlemen. It was great catching up with my man, Chavo Guerrero Jr., for sure. He's doing great stuff, big stuff. And uh, and I appreciate you guys listening to this episode of The Taz Show and checking out Chavo and I shooting shit a little bit, guys. All right, look, until next time, I'm Taz, you're not. Adios. Back then, when I was only worried about my top friends, now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids. Get a whole new perspective on Ram 1500 and Ram Heavy Duty. Motor Trend's back-to-back truck of the year at the Ram Start Something New sales event. Now during Owner Appreciation Month, financing at $11,250 in total values on the 2019 Ram 1500 Classic Bighorn Crew Cab. Hurry in for great deals during the Ram Start Something New sales event. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Package values based on combined value of package items. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery from dealer stock by 2-3-2020.